You are listening to Rags to Resale, the podcast for career resellers or anyone who wants to amp up their online resale business the right way. Here are your Posh Pro experts, Megan Morris and Gemma Piscotti. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Megan. I think I told you, Tim signed up to, you know, my husband has a production company, so he works and makes money all year long. But then in his off seasons, he signed up to do Instacart because my son was, Jack was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I took his card and I just went out all morning, like six, six hours just to see if I liked it. Mm-hmm. It took me all over the place. So I started here in Barrington and I ended up in Winnetka. If you don't turn it off and like drive back, it just keeps you know, giving right. you a new person and it, that area. yeah. And it might be 10 minutes that way, but then the person might live 10 minutes further that way. So I was all over the place. I had a little debacle in a Mariano's. <laughs> Someone took my cart. I was almost done. <laughs> That's something almost- I would do on accident. Yeah, yeah. That's happened was- to me so many times. I was literally almost done. I looked down and there's this cart with this weird like probiotic in it. And I was like, what is this? And I had had tons of stuff and she must, she or he, I don't know, must have taken the cart and just loaded it with stuff because I didn't find it like left anywhere. So like I was rushing because they give you like a little time limit. Anyway, I mean, I made a hundred bucks, you know, for the day. So, you you know, it it came out to about 17 bucks an hour, which is not Mm -hmm. bad. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it because I I would love to just shop for someone else at a grocery store. I love going to the grocery store, especially Whole Foods. Yeah, I would be interested in trying something like that. I mean, it was kind of nice. I mean, I got some lunch at Mariano's and I got to see Winnetka's beautiful, all the mansions and it was just driving around. (laughs) I feel like maybe I spent too much gas though. I think what you should do probably is not take the ones taking you for get a look at the map more. And I'm just Mm -hmm. new at it and I didn't really, but Mm -hmm. I figured out. I think I'm going to do it a few hours in the morning. um, And then he can do it later in the afternoon. And that's like our groceries for the week. I mean, it's just another, you know, work from home option, which I think a lot of people obviously are jumping on board to. Here we are. Resale. Yeah. Right. That's why unemployment is super low. There's all these jobs. In fact, it's too low. Too many jobs. There's a glut of jobs. All these people that needed jobs didn't go back and get jobs. Right. It's because of this, us, resale, Lyft, Uber. All, there's so many ways. Someone dropped off some food from Instacart at our house the other day, and their little boy was helping them. Mm-hmm. That's and they nice. were so cute and they loved it. And they were, you know, they, he had books and all kinds of stuff in the back of the car and he was just going around with mommy and they were making a little extra money. I just think it's like this new world of people just making it any way they can and doing it their way and not worrying about getting a boss or clocking in after working resale all this time. I don't think I could go back to corporate America and have a boss wondering what I'm doing and where I'm going and, and overseeing everything I do. I just, I would really, I think it would be really, really hard for me. And I think that's what people are running into. And then you've got massive inflation right now that is not showing any signs of going away. I think people are pent up from the pandemic and they're still shopping. They're finding a way. They're not maybe able to go to the mall and shop at Macy's, but they're certainly all over Poshmark and they're certainly looking for washer and dryers on Facebook Marketplace. And I think as the uh, stigma of resale and used goods 
falls away. I think people are finding ways to get the same things that they've always wanted and not, you know, skimping on the quality, but they're, you know, saving the money because they don't have the money. Yeah. I think part of the problem is that people don't even know what's out there. You know, um, when I go, sometimes when I go to a thrift store and I, I'm there for, for clothes and then I happen to go across the housewares or anything else that's outside of clothes. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize that I could get a toaster oven here, you know, and pay $20 for it instead of $120 for it. And I think that's, you know, something that we need to educate people on that uh, you can really buy anything used and it could be perfect. And and half the stuff is being thrown out, never even being used, which right. is also crazy. Right. And, you know, there is the joy and the fun of treasure hunting that you get at the thrift shops. But if you just need a bike or if you just need, you know, something specific, a vacuum or something or a toaster, you don't have to go search a thrift shop. I'm always in thrift shops, so I tend to find those things. But now you can go on these specific sites, Facebook Marketplace, you've got ThreadUp and Poshmark and all of these great places where you can go on eBay, of course, the, the old standard, and find the exact thing that you want. You can even negotiate the price and it still gets delivered to your house. So it's almost better. I just got back. I made a hundred bucks on Instacart, on Instacart today. And I arrive and Riley is sitting here with her friend and she said, mommy, we just went into the shop. It's right in the middle of Barrington. I won't say the name. We want these two t-shirts that match. (laughs) They're 40 bucks a piece. They're 10% off. They're 10% off. I said, that's $4 is 10%. So then add in tax and you're right back to where we started Uh basically. And I said, let me just take a picture of it. Go find a picture of it and I'll find it. Uh She of course just completely balked at that. She's like, they're holding it for me. I'm like, of course they are. Uh (laughs) They're holding it for her. (laughs) That's so nice of them. How come they might fly off the shelves? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, outside the door for those t-shirts. So let's talk, let's, you know, let's talk about, you know, how kind of explain to people how they can buy resale in different ways. You know, there's different areas of the resale industry. Like for example, on Poshmark, you know, there's closets that just sell concert t-shirts you know, or jewelry. So I think it's interesting. And, you know, I don't think people are aware of it. Yeah. I mean, you think about Poshmark in terms of clothing, but there's quite a few other things, you know, like I, I know a guy that only sells vintage jewelry. He's in Hollywood. I know there's Poshmark closets that just have jewelry, that just have maternity, that just have sneakers. There's a lot of sneaker heads on there. Maternity. See, I didn't even think about that. And sneakers. See, this is what I'm talking about. There's just so many different avenues you can go down with resale to have a niche. Yeah. And then there's people on eBay that just do toys or just do furniture. You can buy things in bulk. If, If you're a reseller, you've got thread up, you've got, you know, There's so many places you can actually search for an item. Facebook Marketplace, they really have cornered the market on used goods now that they ship. So you can pick up big things locally, anywhere you like. They've Mm -hmm. got shippable items now. And they'll just operate just like Poshmark or eBay or similar. They have a printable label that buyer 
pays for and you can ship your items out. So it just opens up a world of opportunity for sellers and buyers alike to, you know, connect further away than mm-hmm. they, they would have normally. So, you know, you've got this huge market of things now, and then you've got this huge audience that you didn't have before. So I used to feel like if I was putting something on Facebook Marketplace or not Marketplace on Facebook, I was limiting myself because I only had the people around here, but now that's over. Mm-hmm. So. And then and then I was just thinking too, like you can go and sell or buy from flea markets. I know like Rosemont Horizon here has that humongous flea market every Sunday, I think it is. Yep. Every Sunday. Yeah. Spring, and, summer. And I remember you mentioning going to a flea market, like having a table there. And then, and so then when you sell at a flea market, then how are you basing your pricing? Like, how is that? It's because it's obviously got to be different it's, than Poshmark. Well, I mean, everyone's different. Some people, if you're talking specifically the Rosemont Horizon flea market, but, you know, in general flea market, everybody's pricing is different. You know, it's a basically a big garage sale. Some people have new stuff. Some people have food. Some people have antiques and some people have garage sale junk and you all pay the same rate for a space, you know, whatever what it is. is. What is that? Like generally? I think Rosemont was 20 bucks okay. and you pay more for corner spaces and things like that. So there's a tier mm-hmm. and then you can also pay a subscription for the s- summer and get the same spot every time. So your uh, customers can know that you're there. I wanted to just kind of get rid of stuff after I had had uh, a big sale clearance when we left the store and then I had a garage sale. I had just piles. So what we did was we had a few things hung up, probably four racks of clothes. I threw a huge blanket on the ground. I had tons of plastic bags and it was everything you can shove in a bag for $10. Oh. <laughs> a fortune. People loved it. They loved it. And you know what? I It wasn't my idea. Some guy came by to check us in. I think I had a sign up and I had a pile of stuff in the car and it was like, buy one, get one free or something like that. And he goes, you should put all that junk out here on the ground because people love to dig and they're not going to go in that car. And he was right. And he, he was he was a regular there. And so people weren't going in the car at all. But when I dragged mm-hmm. it all out onto that blanket, uh, it was a mob scene. Wow. So, but then how are you really, okay, so let's say you went and got your stuff from Goodwill or you, I'm just trying to figure out the profit margin here, right? So if you go to Goodwill and you buy five items and they're each two to $5, and then you just sold that bag for 10, you don't really make your money back. That was not my goal at that point. I mean, I wasn't thinking about a huge profit margin. It was clearance. I was getting rid of of stuff because I had just closed a store. I had all this stuff that I bought for store specific things. Like I, you know, nothing I could put on Poshmark, things that I was selling for three, four, five, six dollars, you know, and at the store, because you have to have a lower margin if you have a brick and mortar. You can't have everything in your shop $20 or more. But Mm -hmm. on Poshmark, not much in my store is listed for $20 for anything under $20. I may sell it for a few dollars under that, but I'm paying Poshmark 20%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that. So I had a lot of that stuff. I had for some of our videos, just as we were learning all the different places, I had gone to the Goodwill outlet known as the bins amongst three sellers. 
And so I had. We're going to on Monday. Oh, we're going to on Monday. It's like an hour and 45 minutes or something half from where I live. Oh, so we should meet there. The the bins people are like a little intimidating. They're (laughs) intimidating. I've only been there with a camera and they did not like me. So they were like, what are you doing? Get out of my way. I'm trying to shop. But this time we'll just be shoppers. So it'll be better. And we're just going to follow the rules. But I was like, can you do that again? Pull that bin out. People were like, get away from me. Yeah, it wasn't good. So, okay. So people can resell on, you know, eBay and Poshmark. We know those are commonplace and um, they can go to flea markets, um, you know, people. And then you can do niche selling where you're selling either jewelry or toys, shoes, men's women's concert tees right what about antiques like i i've always wondered these antique stores where they're getting their stuff from so yeah what can i find an antique in my home and bring it to an antique store and get money for it some places yeah there's there's consigning furniture stores for sure there's a there's a range there's furniture people they troll thrift shops and estate sales and garage sales chiefly. Oh, okay. okay. A lot of estate sales. Right. Estate sales, I also am a huge proponent of shopping at estate sales, but I only shop on their last day because almost all estate sales run by companies that run estate sales, either 50 or 75% off the last day. I, I don't I don't want to see what I'm missing because a mm-hmm. lot of the things will be gone by the, the last day. Because then what I end up doing is going, well, I have to have that. So I'll buy it. And mm-hmm. I just don't even want to know what I'm missing because I want to pay 50 or 75% off. So I go in to a, an estate sale where there's a lot of clothes. I go on estate sale finder or estate sales.net or there's, there's places that list the estate sales pay 50 bucks to list on these sites. So I only ever go on, usually it's a Sunday. For some people, they don't just buy things from estate sales and garage sales and thrift shops and flip them. They DIY them. They fix them. Right. That was another area of resale that really opened my mind between you and Bobby V who takes things out of the alley and fixes vacuum cleaners and Schwinn bikes and stuff. I was just wowed by that. And watching you do DIY, I, you know, I am always amazed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I still have to edit that. I fixed the back heel of this pair of men's shoes and sent them out and the back heel. So the whole sole was blue. I'll show what I'm talking about while we're talking. The whole bottom was blue originally. And so then what I did was because the epoxy is gray and the heel had worn away significantly in the back. So I built it up with the epoxy, sanded it perfectly. And then I just painted the heel sole black on those shoes. It it looked totally fine. It looked normal, but you know, it was originally blue. So I just painted it. It looked perfect. I got a five-star rating, no problem. Sold it. Looked great. So yeah, I think that's part of like one of people's hesitations when they have stuff, they're like, oh, this doesn't look good anymore, blah, blah, blah. And they don't even realize that they could fix it. My biggest amazement about, at least with clothing is stains. I would say there's not any stain that I can't get out. (laughs) There's lots of ways to get stains out that you don't need to throw away a beautiful- 
I watched your DIY course, right? Mm-hmm. So Posh, Posh Pro Project. And uh, didn't you boil something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you boiled can't... a shirt or something, right? No, I... I, bo- <laughs> I boiled a hat. I boiled a sun hat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is That was my favorite trick because go to the beach and you take your sun hat and then it gets all crumpled in your beach bag or in your suitcase and it's ruined. It looks mm-hmm. ruined mm-hmm. you can't iron straw, but it's pliable and the wrinkles will come out. DIY is like a whole nother area of uh, resale. I mean, some I know. just enjoy fixing things, repairing. And, you know, it's funny because now I'm like in my closet with my own clothes on and I'm like, what can I do different with my clothes? You know, and I have like a shirt that's kind of stretched out. I'm like, there's got to be something fun I can do with this shirt. I should bring stuff to you and see if you have any clever ideas with some stuff, but I'm starting to try and get a little bit more creative with my things. And I think that's another part of resale, you know, is Uh creating, creating new clothes. There's so many things you can do with, it's just fabric, you know, (laughs) for example, my son got a bleach mark on his Madras plaid J crew shorts. So I've pulled those and Normally, you know, I would just send things to Goodwill or, you know, whatever, if it's not sellable. But um, I saw this really cute purse that was a mattress plaid and it was really, really expensive. So I'm trying to fashion my son's shorts into a purse. <laughs> I want to see that. I really yeah, do. I'm going to record that. I'll, I'll record I mean, that. That's got to be that. No, you better be recording that I will, for I will. DIY for yeah. the YouTube channel because I well, you know, I've got my DIY bin and every once in a while I pull it out and I, you know, good, good, bad or ugly. I record it and sometimes they go ugly and, you know, I'm trying things. So a lot of times they don't work out or I have to go a different direction or, you know, whatever. But I think I have a straight line on the Madras purse. I think I know how to do it. So, so it'll be a, that'll be, it'll cool. be a wow. It'll be a wow because it's just, they're just men's shorts, you know? Maybe that's another side of our business that we can do. And we take your DIY to another level and mm-hmm. we make new things out of old things. I have two tables that match and are adorable that I pulled out of someone's trash. And I thought, okay, these are free. That's about the bare minimum of what I want to pay to try a furniture DIY because I don't know how to do it. And, and right. I want to, so, um, so, but they're really cool vintage mid-century. So, but they're wrecked. Like the, the wood is wrecked. So I, I saw them downstairs the other day when I was organizing my winter stuff. And I was like, I'm scared of it. I'm afraid. And I don't know why, because it's, there's no harm, no foul, right? Like I, it, they were free. Yeah. I'm surprised you're nervous about it. Well, it's messy. It's not my area, like fabrics and, and clothing and stuff. I feel like I've got a good handle on that, but furniture, like stripping furniture and stuff. I just, there's so many products now. Like you, you can look up like easy strip, easy stain. Honestly, like if I were a baker, if I was a chef of some kind, I would take every shortcut possible because it's not this long drawn out hobby for me. Like I want to flip them. I want to see the product and I don't have patience. I don't have patience even for my own enjoyment. It's, it's a shame, I guess, in a, in a sense, but you know, I have four kids. I don't have a, I have a limited amount of time. So every resale 
DIY, everything I do and everything that I've learned to do has been out of absolute necessity and panic, mm-hmm. you know? So to take on a table project for the heck of it is totally outside my area. Of- well, are you going to keep it or are you going to sell it? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't, if I like it and it fits somewhere, I'll keep it. I, there is not a single room in my house that needs two end tables. <laughs> so I don't need them, Maybe but if I you like that. them or we can flip them, I have no idea, whatever we want to do with them, but they're, they need major attention. And also I haven't had a second of time. When am I going to do that? When do you ever have a second of time? Well, I mean, I found six hours today to drive around. Well, you were working. Kind of. Everything's um, kind of with me. Do you ever think, do you ever realize that? What? That everything's a kind of job for me these days. Hey, at least you're bringing in money, which is more than I can say. Okay. Poshmark is. I yelled that last night girl. by Eric. He's like, you've been not working for a year. I'm like, okay. He yelled at you? Well, it was a discussion. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. I know he didn't yell at you. <laughs> he mentioned. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Externally. <laughs> what are you doing, Gemma? What are you doing? I'm trying to be supportive. Um, Eric. So Eric and I can track each other. <clears throat> we share each other's locations. So I yeah. know where he is. Yeah. That's not the point. It's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know where you are. I know who you're with. I don't care. It's the idea of just saying, hey. I'll, I'll be home at seven instead of six, you know, whatever it is. I don't care. I really don't care. Anywho. I think I'm Eric in this scenario. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, that's just it. If I'm I were to pull, here. if I were to pull an Eric or a Megan, oh, you know, then it's like, what? I'm just taking a page out of your playbook. Did you do it on purpose? Who, me? Yeah. Are you getting him back? Oh, when I do it, if yeah. I do it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Because you said you're taking a page out of his playbook. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am doing it on purpose because I'm more considerate than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like this podcast took a left turn in Raven's land. <laughs> I mean, we should have a relationship podcast because boy, do I have a lot to say. <laughs> so anyways, talking about, you know, you were trying to get rid of stuff at the flea market yeah. And I found it fascinating. I have heard now uh, more than once, Help C does this. And then I found out recently that Goodwill does this, that they take anything that can't be sold and sell it to textile companies to recycle in the new material. I want to do that. I yeah. want to do that. So if anybody that's listening to this podcast has anywhere that I can contact to learn more about this, a textile company please send it, comment, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We, we would like to close that loop. Well, I mean, should we talk about the, the pending boxes? Let's talk about it and see how it goes. Okay. So the idea of Posh Pro Project started because of the pandemic and the fact that people needed to find a way to make money. I know you and I had this conversation because we had my charity going, Families Feeding Families. People were not able to feed their children. It was bad. People were out of work. They were either out of work because they had to be or out of work because of the pandemic. And then they couldn't go back. And women specifically suffered. So we lost one in four women in the United States of America to the pandemic from the workforce and forever because they left and then the children's schooling lagged beyond 
when work started. And so those poor women that were called back to their offices couldn't go. So then a lot of them stayed remotely. Now you hear every day in the news, like companies, you know, I know Amazon forced all their workers back. Uh, Other companies are doing it where they're forcing the workers back. They have gotten accustomed to remote, not just working and enjoying it and being comfortable in their own house, but as a lifestyle. So they're taking care of elderly parents like you do, or they're taking care of children or they have babies and they don't make enough to pay for daycare and they haven't had to pay for daycare. So they've gotten accustomed to working remotely. So that is why those businesses are not filling those positions because women chiefly are not going back. They're finding other ways. They're driving Lyft. They're driving it for Instacart. They're driving for Amazon. They're reselling. And so we had that discussion. How can women that don't understand resale, but know how to shop and have found their way around a thrift shop do this? So we made the courses. Now that the courses are going and fine, we're finding that the clothing, the glut of the clothing is a new problem that we're we're facing. And so as Posh Pro Project, we're looking to find ways to close the loop on the textile ways. And so as we were talking about that, we started talking about mystery boxes that, you know, a lot of people on Poshmark do mystery boxes and you just sell in bulk. And we met our friend Britt Hatcher, shout out to Britt Hatcher with Cute Case Resale. She shops at the bins and turns it around on Facebook in auction style or in cute cases, which she calls them cute cases. It's like a mystery box where you get, you can do a size or you can do something like that. So then we were talking about doing posh boxes. Well, I think we're kind of answering two questions, right? I think that there's a group of people that want to resell or want this at home business, right? Mm -hmm. But don't really know how to shop properly. Don't, Don't really know what sells like me. And then there's the people that want to get rid of their things, mm-hmm. but they just don't want to throw them away. Right. They don't want to just throw them at Goodwill. They want to feel like it's being repurposed somehow, or maybe maybe get a couple dollars, not right. necessarily 40 for an item, but just not zero. Yeah. So it's like, we want to put those two things together where we right. will get clothing from homes and pay you a base number. Right, for certain brands, but then we will also take the exterior brands that maybe the fast fashion brands and things that we can't sell. Hence the textile company to recycle it so it doesn't just get thrown away. Stop throwing away your clothes. Makes me insane. We'll curate, basically, we're we're the curators. Well, Mm -hmm. Megan is. And we'll curate and we'll find other people to curate like Darcy mm-hmm. um, and sell those boxes to resellers who want to resell. Exactly. And then we have some other ideas too. So you but we just don't get your little box, box, you open it up, you post it all on Poshmark. We'll even have little instructions on there. You can, how, you, how to post on Poshmark, how to do an auction on eBay. So you get like in a little instruction kit. And some thank you notes that you can include with your sales. And then you just get started. It's a one-shop stop starter kit. There'll be starter kit boxes, or you can do dresses, or you can do sizes. This is all in the work. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm super excited. It's a, it's a huge, it's a bigger undertaking for sure. It is. 
So it's yeah, a little it intimidating. Is. But then we can quantify how much water we've saved and how much kept out of landfills and how mm-hmm. all the good that not just us, but the people that are buying the posh boxes are doing for the environment. It's just really, really exciting. And and it's just another step in doing good. I feel like that's why it's considered a project, right? We're, we're trying to do something to help women. We're doing something to help moms. We're doing something to help the environment. It's a natural that it, it expands beyond what we started. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I, it's just really, really fun. But the posh boxes will have, we're going to do some videos uh, with the posh boxes and present them and show everybody exactly how to use them. It'll be real pretty and environmentally sound and all that stuff. So I'm just excited about it. The next part of our venture. Yeah. Yeah. The posh Pro project. And I think that the final frontier is the the OG, the, the brick and mortar stores. You know, oh. everybody... Everybody dreams of having a shop. I did. I, I had the shop. Now I have the pop-up shop, which I think works better for me anyway, unless you do huge amounts of inventory. And you know, maybe we'll get there at some point with, with this new endeavor. For me, I think that the online element it lends itself to brick and mortar stores too. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a brick and mortar thrift shop or consignment shop or resale. And still, you know, pivot to that broader audience. And and if you have something really unique and wonderful, you can have an online presence, you know, get the best of both worlds. And so there's just so many opportunities for resale and for the future of, of our industry that I think fast fashion should sit up and take notice because they are, they're sort of creating what they make with abandon and without thought and any kind of check on what they're doing. And I think that resale is going to give them a run for their money. Well, you know, I was talking to someone recently and she said something interesting to me that the, the stuff that China is making, you know, the fast fashion, all of it, that people aren't wanting to buy from China anymore, you Mm -hmm. know, for various reasons. And that's where a lot of this fast fashion comes from. So because of that, the demand for that is going down, right? So now China is going to start raising their prices because they're not getting the money that they need to whatever for their profit margin, however they calculate it. Yeah. Crazy low labor to begin with. And so because of that, it's just going to shift the fashion industry completely. People are going to start buying more from America or Italy or, you know, and start buying these higher end items. And I think that lends to the resale industry most definitely. Like I, that's, what's going to happen. It's going to, it's, you know, in the next couple of years, that's, what's going to happen. Well, when you do pivot like that, the reason that you're buying stuff from China is because it's so inexpensive. It's so cheap. So if you're going to commit to buying only made in the USA new items, your budget for clothing is going to go up mm-hmm. a lot. So mm-hmm. I would recommend resale. checking out resale. Yeah. <laughs> because these clothes are ready to go. They've already made it through one, two or th- multiple users and they're still good. The quality right. is the quality better. is better. The quality is better. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be there. They'd 
they'd be done. They'd be. I really think this whole resale industry really just all comes down to education. It's just how you educate people. Yeah. And getting rid of that stigma. And that's really the challenge. I really believe that no matter how much money I ever have or make, I will always shop resale. I enjoy the treasure hunt of it. I enjoy being able to try on 20 different white skirts and finding the one I like. I enjoy picking all of my size and jeans and going in and going, you know what? I've never seen this type of jeans before, but I love it. And then I think like the age group too. It's like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't want to wear used clothes. You're like, oh, you know, hand-me-downs, whatever. Everybody else is getting gap or guess or whatever it is. So when you're a teenager, you don't want that. But all of a sudden, this generation of teenagers mm-hmm. are super on this vintage kick. Yeah. And they're, they're heading to the thrift stores. Now, I was heading to the thrift stores when I was in my 20s, right? You're in your 20s. You're not really making a huge living yet. Yeah. So you go to the thrift stores. You want to dress cool. You want to dress vintage. But now that age group's going lower, too. Yeah. And I think it's when you start getting older, when you start making a better living, let's say, and I'm just talking about whomever, like, yeah, whatever, well, whatever out of time, you don't have time to start, you, you start wanting to buy nicer things, right. Or whatever. And so then you start getting away from the thrift stores. This is me, right. I'm talking about me. Right. But now I'm coming back. Obviously, to, <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be your time. You don't have to do a resale shopping excursion for six hours, you can search thread up, you can search Poshmark, you can find things online, even the real real. Think about the real real has super high end. So if you want a Gucci purse, why are you going to go spend $6,000 when you can spend 1400, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it's and $1,400 See, yeah. is a lot See, of that's, money. That's, that's what I'm talking about. The education. It's like, it doesn't matter what class you are. It doesn't matter how old it's a level you are. of resale it's, for you. <laughs> that's my point. You know, it's yeah. like, there's this, like, even for a person that's wealthy, they should be thrifty because here, I don't care who, how much money you're making. The only way to stay rich is if you're not spending stupid money. A lot of the wealthy people that I've known, my bosses, you know, we won't name the one that we both had the same boss, but it's, you know, he, even though he had many homes, (laughs) the other areas of life, he, he lived very modestly. He would buy Priuses. I saw him in the same suit. I don't know how many times. So I, there's, there's something to that where, you know, even if you have money and you're not spending it, that's how you keep your money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Set that aside. Say you have all the money you need and you don't care about that. There's a important difference in the quality of the products that are being made today. And then if you look at most brands, they've all sort of migrated to China. Look at Uggs, Coach. I mean, there's so many brands that have migrated and downgraded their materials due to some necessity, but also it's just really hard to keep that high, high quality. Uggs is a prime example. Old Uggs, my my mother-in-law, God rest her, she had a pair of Australian Uggs and they are now Riley's Uggs. I mean, they're so good. They don't leak. They're amazing. And Uggs do now make their products in China. 
and they're not as good. And so the older stuff is sometimes way, way better. And just the fact that it's lived and lasted this long and is sitting somewhere in a thrift shop is proof of that. Yeah. And I've totally learned that lesson too, because there has been a very big period of my life where all I was doing was buying clothes from like Target or wherever. And and it's true after a year or two, they look totally worn out easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just, so you're just buying more and buying more and buying more. And it's like, how many times can you do that before you just say, you know, let's, let's go to a thrift store, buy something that was made quality and pay the same amount I'm going to pay at Target. <laughs> the stuff at the at real, real stuff at Poshmark, the stuff that we're selling that's old. It, that's, I mean, that's why I've pivoted so much to vintage. It's so nice. The stuff is so nice. The cotton's thicker. The blends are better. All I'm over the place. Obviously, passionate about this this subject. And you, you know, I've always been my mother instilled eco on me from a very young age. I mean, if you came into my house when I was, when I was growing up, my mother, she had me eating bark. I mean, I, I, I joke, but when I met you, I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I've gone from, you know, I was a vegetarian for, not because I didn't like me, but because I don't believe in the inhumane treatment of animals. And so I've been all over the place with my whole eco, you know, I wanted to uh, sell eco skincare products, you know, and skincare products that weren't tested on animals. So it's just, it's just funny how life comes around. And now I'm educated on this resale industry and I'm fascinated. I love it. I, I just want to live it. And we are, (laughs) and so that's what I want to do. I want to do something more to help the planet educate people and, you know, keep all this stuff out of our landfills. I don't even think people realize what our landfills look like and what they're actually doing, you know, food alone, food alone that is being uh, put out into these landfills is putting off these gases that are killing the ozone. And, you know, and now we have global warming. It's like people just don't even realize, you know, I never like to really push my agenda on anybody, but if they started challenging me on it, all I want to do is educate them. And upon educating them, they'd say, you know what, Gemma, I just don't care. I don't care. They just don't care because they just want to live in this moment, which is so sad. But I'll tell you what, one day they're going to, we're already seeing the differences in our planet. I don't know if you've noticed, but seasons are changing. Oh yeah. It's shifting. It's totally shifting. June is now what May should have been. And that's kind of strange. Never mind the fact that we're getting hotter. Like I'm starting to get scared that it's going to get to a point where we, it is so hot that everything shuts down. Our electricity shuts down, which means that our air conditioning is going to shut down. Our refrigeration is going to shut down. I mean, people don't realize that heat affects electricity, (laughs) you know? And so when stuff like that happens, that's when they're going to really wake up, but then they're still going to be like, Oh, I don't know. It's nothing I'm doing. They talk about the fact that we don't have, like, we've got like 10 to 20 years before the stuff starts breaking down. We've got, (laughs) I mean, it never used to be political, but now it's political because it doesn't exist. I've been talking to Maddie about going plant-based. She's plant-based. It's, She's plant-based. I, I still like cheese. So I, you know, everything That's the I hardest part for me is cheese. organic or pasture raised, but, uh, yeah, 
That's hard. The problem is, is that even though, you know, there's a, there's a lot of health benefits from plant-based, the problem is that most people who are plant-based or vegetarians uh, don't truly know how to eat to get full proteins. Thank you all for being with us today. It was nice talking to you, Megan. It was fun to just shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If people want to join the movement, if they are interested in closing the loop on textiles, they should go to poshproproject.com. We've got lots of stuff coming up. It's really an exciting time to be in our industry of resale. And for one, I am proud of our, of our industry. Okay, Megan. All right. Chat next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Tips, live events, contests, celebrity appearances. Don't miss a moment at poshproproject.com.